Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome to TC Live, presented by Whole Foods. A lot to get to over the next half hour as we get you caught up on Wednesday's action and ready for a big Thursday. Can anyone beat Iga Sviantec? With Roland Garros just around the corner, the world number one is on a win streak for the ages. Plus, Rafa Nadal overcomes a tall task, but no one has reached the heights of Nadal in Rome. See what milestone is next. And with his career coming to a close in Paris, how will our experts remember French star Joe Wilfred Sanga? With that, we bring you into our studios in Santa Monica, California. Steve Watchman back alongside my good friend, Grand Slam champion Chanda Rubin. And we've got the Hall of Famer Andy Roddick over on the big screen. How about Danielle Collins, Chanda? put on a clinic against Simona Halep. Yeah, she was impressive. And you look at Halep, how well she plays on the red clay, the titles she has under her belt, but that did not matter to Danielle Collins. She plays a big game. She has the intensity and the returns. That was what really came to play into play through the end of that entire match, really. What'd you think, Andy? Yeah, I thought it was great. And, and Danielle Collins, with her early success in Australia, we kind of forget that she, this is only her fifth event of the year on a surface she's had probably the least amount of success on, beating a former French Open champion and multi-time uh, finalist in Halep. This has to be a big boost for her confidence going into the big Roland Garros. Yes, indeed. Gets Amanda Anasimova next. We'll talk about that later in the show. But first, you know what? In the words of Rafa Nadal, what happened in Monte Carlo happened. What happened in Barcelona happened. What happened in Madrid happened. We are here now. We are in Rome. And guess what? He is the defending champion in Rome, a place where no one has ruled like him. Ten titles, 68 wins. He's actually never had a losing streak on clay. 43-0 following a loss on the dirt. And Andy, John Isner would not break that run today. Yeah, kind of gifted Rafa a break there early. And yesterday, Steve, I said, this isn't the type of matchup that Rafa wants to see out of the gate. Uh, Steve, it's happened before. It'll happen again. I was absolutely wrong. Rafa, look at this shot he plays, the big man shoots off. He rarely makes the wrong choice on shot selection. And Rafa, once they get neutral in a rally, it is no bueno for Big John Isner on a string. Has to cover both corners. Oh, and the drop shot while we're at it. Almost looked like he was playing uh, points for neutral on roller skates today. And you give Rafa time. He can create that angle, peppering the Isner back in and then finishing him off up the line. Uh, Big John is, I think he only won 50% of his first serve points. I'm not sure that that's, that's ever uh, been that low in any match he's ever played. And up the line, that's the tell. When he has control over that shot, he forces you to cover the cross court one and that down line one. Trouble for everyone in the field. Rafa rolls. Nadal won every service stat category against arguably the best in the game. And take a look at Rafa in Rome. A record 10 titles could get 
a record extending 70th win against Denis Shapovalov on Thursday as he gets the big victory against John Isner. For me today is about uh, not about uh, which player I have in front. It's, it's about uh, trying to 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 improve every single day. And tomorrow is another day with a chance to play to play better. That's. Uh, that's the main goal today, no? be better and better and try to, to reach uh, a higher level every single day. No? And tomorrow I'm going to have a, a tough test uh, with a great player. And it's an opportunity for me to, to keep, keep trying, and that's what I'm going to do. He's got Dennis Shapovalov next, Chanda. But as Andy mentioned, winning about 50% of the return points against the world's greatest surfer. What does that say to you about Rafa's level right now? I mean, you just, there's no place for you to go to when you have to compete against Nadal, especially on red clay where, you know, you don't get the same winners, you don't have the same speed that you're using from the court. And Nadal just has that ability to weave his points, weave rallies, and when he's aggressively returning on top of it, I mean, where do you hit to? Where do you go to? How do you get points? How do you feel like you have an advantage in any place during that match? And if you lose belief during the match, I mean, that's pretty much it as well. He won more service points. He won more return points, Andy. And he's got Denis Shapovalov next, who Rafa said last year was a joke, the match I saved here against him. What do you think about this upcoming match? Yeah, I mean, one of the things that Shapovalov has is obviously lefty on lefty. So that high cross-court boy, that ball that uh, that Rafa likes to play against us righties, where you're kind of getting it up and away in no man's land, it doesn't work quite as well against Shapo. He's going to be able to get some get, get some big forehands off of that. He's going to have to attack second serves and take those big swings like he does. Uh, Rafa is going to try. I, I, my guess would be that he tries to make a high percentage of first serve. Uh, first serves in Chapo, maybe not as good uh, on the first serve return as he is in the second serve return. But Rafa is going to try to pin him in that backhand corner with that forehand up the line. And Rafa actually flattens out that backhand cross court really well. So he'll be peppering the Chapo backhand. Also played a five setter earlier this year at the Australian Open. Cannot wait for this one. 1 p.m. Eastern Thursday right here on Tennis Channel. Maybe the match of the day, though, in Rome. The third meeting in less than three weeks between Stefano Tsitsipas and Grigor Dimitrov. Andy, the Greek won the first two, but Dimitrov had his chances in this one. Yeah, and right there you see the depth on the return and then puts it within a foot of each side of the line back to back. That's tough to deal with. The touch here, Steph in control of all parts of his game early on here and even into the second set uh, against Grigor Dimitrov, uh, playing very solid. You see the big serve. He's able to move forward. That transition ball that he hits routinely off of the forehand side is something that doesn't get talked about. He's able to turn a neutral ball into offense very quickly. You see he is pumped up, and Grigor goes, you stupid racket! Anyways, so you see him pull it there, but Grigor will stay in the match. You know that he is always going to fight until the end. In the third set, Steve, uh, Tsitsipas able to come in, but Grigor steps up, hits the pass at a very clutch moment, and we'll look at those shadows creeping across in this one, Steve, to chase that ball through the shadows, match point down, and to still stick it to where Grigor has no play on it. Clutch stuff from Seth again with that same inside-out forehand that served him well down the stretch of this match. Here we go to match point, and Steph says, finally, oh, got a what a match, full of drama, great artistry from both players. Steph continues the impressive stuff on the clay. Saved two match points in this one. 28th win of the year. That ties Carlos Alcaraz for the tour lead. On the women's side, Iga Sviante coming in on a tear. The title in Doha started a 23-match win streak. 
She won at Indian Wells. Then she went to Miami and won the fourth woman to win the Sunshine Double. Then she took the title in Stuttgart to make it four straight. She has won 29 of her last 30 sets. She's got a new Porsche as well. She's the defending champion in Rome, Chanda. Last year's final, she took in a double bagel. She kept all those streaks going today. Yeah, and she just keeps rising to the occasion. Iga Sviantek does, using the forehand magnificently. She has a little more time on this red clay, and she makes perfect use of it, getting that first set. Again, the forehand really came through big in those critical moments. And she can do it off both sides, though. She was aggressive on returns. She understands when to move forward. That is another level of the Sviantek game. And she's been able to use her service so effectively just doesn't give players any space to hit into. Now 24 straight wins and a spot at our desk with Prakash. As we take a look at the best in show right now, Prakash, that's a tease. It's coming. 24 straight wins. Only five sets dropped in the last 24 matches. Hey, if she never loses again, it's Yelena Ostapenko who is the answer to that trivia question. Without further ado, take it away, P happy with your execution today for sure you know that I think that was a really solid match for me um, especially knowing that you know first matches in any place can be a little bit more tricky but I feel like I was improving game by game and um, yeah I was just you know I had a like really clear mind and I could think actually uh, what to do better so my game is gonna be better and better here um, yeah every hour on court <laughs> Every hour, it's only getting better. Every minute, love that. Uh, this is the one we just saw. Danielle Collins coming in, the higher-ranked player, but Simona Halep, former mm -hmm. champ in Rome. How did it play out, Chanda? Now, it was a battle in the first set. It traded breaks a couple of times with Collins getting up break again here, but Halep, she fought back. She kind of went over on her ankle at this time in the match around 4-3. Looked like it was gonna be a struggle for her, but she got it to the tie break. But this is where Collins opened it up, that forehand to the backhand angle. It was just phenomenal play from Collins in the tie break. The drop shot also, she was able to throw that in and keep Halep off balance. And when she kept driving the ball deep and with angles, the drop shot was a, a shot Halep just couldn't defend consistently. She kept that momentum going, Collins, into the second set, got up the double break, gave her a little space to work with, and at the end just kept hitting confidently. It was impressive from Collins, who had the intensity when she needed it throughout this match. Danimal into the round of 16. She is the top-ranked American in the world. How about Coco Golf looking to follow up her win against Angie Kerber in an All-American matchup against Madison Brangle, Chanda? Yeah, and this is always a tricky matchup for any player. Brangle doesn't give a lot of pace. You know, she can move nicely around the court, but Golf just showing her experience, showing her poise, gets the break point here and capitalizes on it. The forehand up the line. She was able to open up the court time and time again with that shot and she just looked more confident swinging through a little more freely not panicking when she had opportunities kind of deep in the court and just setting herself up to control the middle and in the end it was golf through with a fairly straightforward comprehensive win it's never easy or straightforward against madison bringle but golf definitely made pretty quick work of this match so nice confidence boost for her at the end yeah, heading into the round of 16, Coco Goff going to meet Maria Sakkari. Got her only win against the Greek star last year in Rome. The scoreline, Andy, 
was 611661. Uh, what stood out to you about Coco today? Well, I, I, listen, I, I'm probably guilty of focusing too much on the deficiencies in Coco's game, right? That forehand on quicker services, people can get to it, and it's not an offensive shot on the quicker services. Second serve kind of can go off sometimes, but let's talk about the positives here. Coco Golf always shows up and competes, right? Her backhand is absolutely world-class. She can pop her first serve 120 miles an hour plus, and her movement is world-class also. So lots to like. I love the way her game looks on the clay. Her backhand still gets through the court, and she's able to create some space with her forehand with some of those high loopers. I, I, I love what I'm seeing so far from her uh, on the clay this year. Am I the only one focusing on those pillows? In the back of Andy. I, mean, I was, I was focused. I was looking at his hair. I was like, Andy's hair what looks great today. Uh, but no, yes. I, <laughs> uh, we're just happy to have you, Andy, from wherever you are. Um, but get you know, comfy. I, exactly, exactly. I, I think for golf, you know, this was one of those matches where it really shows her skill set, her ability to kind of match up against different styles of opponents, her confidence in big moments. She didn't panic. She does have a little more time on these clay courts, but she's also got an understanding of what shots to play at the right moments here. And I think we're seeing a lot more of that. And I think that's part of her game that's going to continue to grow. I mean, these are the type of matches that aren't easy. I see the pillow there, Andy. You want <laughs> yeah. to share that with us or not? <laughs> but, Support pillow. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Listen, we, 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 we've always made our living being on the road. One hotel room, uh, one more hotel room. That's the way it is. But don't let me interrupt. Go ahead. No, well, fortunately, Coco Golf, she didn't need that pillow today. You know, she took care of business. There was no fluff about her game. No fluff. Look at that. Didn't need any emotional support. Uh, get comfy. We got a lot still to come here on TC Live. Naomi Osaka is making a big announcement. Plus, talk about Americans in Rome. Stars and stripes were shining. You do not want to miss the victory lap. Marcos Giron will remember for the rest of his life. TC Live is presented by Whole Foods Market. Nurture your nature by the basket and the cart. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Andy Chan to Steve back on TC Live presented by Whole Foods. Make tennis.com your online information source throughout Tennis Channel's Road to Roland Garros presented by ZipRecruiter. Right now, David Kane on how the USDA National Campus prepares Americans for Paris. And John Burcock has the stat of the day. Tennis.com, log on right now. Back to Rome we go. And Madrid champ Aljabur running her win streak to eight in a row. Took out Isla Tomjanovic in straight sets. How about this? Her 14th win on clay this year leads the WTA. Jabur going to meet Yulia Putin Seva in the round of 16 on Thursday. For the forecast, here's Fox Weather. Hey there, tennis fans. I'm Fox Weather's Jason Fraser, and here is tomorrow's Italian Open forecast. It's going to be a beautiful one, 85 degrees and mainly sunny skies in Rome. And don't forget, you can download the Fox Weather app or stream Fox Weather from your connected TV devices.
Thank you, Jason. That is looking good. Jan Michael Gamble, Leif Shires have you covered. Bally Sports coverage Thursday, 7 a.m. Eastern. Sitsipas, Hatchinoff, followed by Gareen and Chilich. You can also see it on T2 if you've got a Samsung TV. When we come back on TC Live, who's going to earn our hot shot of the day? Will it be the Greek or will it be Fabio Fonini? Maybe somebody else will let you know. Welcome back. 11 sleeps until the year's second major. Still plenty of action on the road to Roland Garros from Rome to qualifying to multiple events on the ATP and WTA next week. Don't miss our TC Live preview show from Paris, May 21st. Chanda and I will be there. Good day for Americans in Rome. Jensen Brooksby backing up his first tour level win on clay with an impressive showing against David Goffin, Andy. Yeah, and Goffin has kind of, uh, he's found a gear the last couple of weeks. Uh, took Rafa to the brink, but Brooksby last week, the movement looked extremely suspect. I question whether or not his game would convert to the clay. It's converted so far in Rome, and you see how he is able to attack lines. He switches directions as well as anyone this side of a guy named Novak, but always ask the question. Movement looks a little bit better getting out of the corners. Absolute gift from Goffin to win the first set, but it was probably already sealed at 5-0 up anyways. This is just like Jensen Brooksby to get broken at five all break right back to force a breaker in the second set. Uh, uh, one way traffic in this breaker ends with Goffin hitting a drop shot that basically said all right I'm about ready for Roland Garros. Let's finish this one. Great win for Jack Jensen Brooksby against an informed David Goffin. Six aces, six breaks to serve. Casper Ruud up next for the legend of Jensen Brooksby. Marco Skirone just snapped a seven match losing streak. Diego Schwartzman, he's got a tour leading 17 wins on clay. Andy, throw all that out. Yeah, I mean, this is why we play him, right, Steve? This is why we lace him up. And you can see Garon battling with a lucky loser uh, in this event. You always have to be prepared for when the form finds you. And Garon getting a bunch of uh, support from the, 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 the fans there in Rome, uh, really attacking. I did not see him coming through this match. Uh, especially on clay against Diego Schwartzman. But you stay there, you're professional, ready for the moment. Kiron gives himself a chance here and yells at somebody in the crowd there, Steve. But way to stay in there. Happy to see him close it out right there, right back at the line. Heck of a win for Marcos Kiron. I don't know that we would have found many people predicting this result. But that's the great thing about our sport. Yeah, it's fantastic. I think he was yelling Forza. And I mean, it got the Italians into it. And then he took a victory lap. I mean, this was something special. You know Diego Schwartzman has a ton of fans around the world. But these guys were going nuts for the NCAA champ from UCLA. He's making all sorts of friends in Rome. I don't think Marcos Giron is paying for any limoncello the rest of the trip. Uh, Amanda Anasimova has lost in the second round three times in Rome, Chanda. She has had enough of that. Taking out Belinda Benchich. Yeah, and it came down to a tie break in the first set. They traded breaks. It was a battle, but in the end, Anna Samova just edging Benchich out a little more consistent, a little more aggressive on return points, and that helped her get the early lead in the second set as well. And you saw Benchich kind of shut down a little bit, wasn't moving as well in that second set. But Anna Samova did not get distracted, broke Benchich every single time in the second set allowed her to get it done in straight. So a nice win for Anna Samova not having to go the distance here.
Semifinals Charleston, quarterfinals Madrid keeps crushing it on the clay. Some other results today. Alex Demonor over Tommy Paul. Lauren Davis goes down. Azarenka moves on. And how about Stan Vavrenka setting up a 26 meeting against Novak Djokovic. Beat him in that Roland Garros final 2015. Third meeting in Rome. Djokovic beat him for the title in 2008 as we enter the social net. And Naomi Osaka can now add sports agency owner to her incredible resume. The four-time major champ leaving IMG to start her own agency called Evolve. Andy, what's your reaction to that? Interesting, interesting move, Steve. Mid-career taking on uh, your own agency. Listen, she has uh, she has the cash to do it. Uh, hopefully, she has great advisors around her. But at, at this point, with all the deals she's had, with the exposures you've had, uh, experience matters. Uh, athletes will want to hear her story, her pitch. So, you know, why not? If she has the team in place, go for it. I like the title, Steve, Evolve, and maybe that's yeah. a sign of, of what uh, Naomi Osaka will look to focus on, um, you know, with this management company. And certainly that's been part of the growth and what she's talked about in terms of her own career. So it's kind of a neat prospect. And certainly if you can do it, if you've got the resources, why not? Yeah, why not? First female athlete at her level to do this. Once again, Naomi Osaka just breaking down barriers. Meantime, the wild cards have been announced at Roland Garros, and we've got a lot of players from France that are getting in, including Gilles Simone, Joe Wilfred Songa, Luca Pui. This is going to be the last go at it for Joe Wilfred Songa. He's got 18 titles in his career, Chanda. I mean, he's made a major final. He's made four major semifinals. How are you going to remember Joe Wilfred Songa? Uh, I mean, I remember so many of his matches. You know, he was such a dynamic player, a great athlete around the court. And I remember calling one of his matches at Roland Garros, Steve, and it was a five-setter. It lasted two days and into the second day. And I was not mad because that was how good the tennis was. He's just been such fun to watch, and it'll be sad to see him go a little bittersweet, but hopefully he can go out on a high, certainly with a lot of support. Andy, do you remember yeah, it? And what, the, the first yeah, yeah, two sorry, majors the, he ever played were against you? Yeah, well, I almost <laughs> lost one of them, but I was, I was going to say, you know, I'll remember he's, he's one of the guys that could win tournaments a lot, like 18, 18 uh, tournament wins. That's pretty high up there, right? And then also he was one of the guys when he was playing well, that could beat the big three, the big four consistently, right? He has wins over everyone on tour. When he got it going, when he found some form, uh, he was a downhill snowball, dynamic player, humble man off the court. Uh, listen, I hope, I hope he enjoys Roland Garros, and I hope he enjoys the other side even more. Won a Davis Cup as well, so uh, certainly hope that maybe gets a win or two at Roland Garros and, and can go out uh, in a fantastic way. I know they're going to set up something special for him on Philippe Chatrier. We've got our coverage beginning 5 a.m. Eastern once again from Rome on Thursday. TC Live follows all the action, and this is where you stay. Just keep the tel television right on Tennis Channel all night long. We'll be back with more TC Live presented by Whole Foods in a moment. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Roddick, Ruben Weissman back on TC Live. It is our Whole Foods Tournament Summary. How about Iga Sviantek? Just keeps on winning. Now the longest streak since Serena won 27 in a row back in 2015. Rafa, he's won this event 10 times. He's your defending champ. Broke John Isner four times in the victory. And Stefano Tsitsipas saving a couple match points to take out Grigor Dimitrov. The big question you've been wondering all show long for at least 27 minutes. Who's going to be our hot shot? Is it Fonini or Sinner? I mean, you automatically think hot shot, Fonini gets again, but it's not the sliding backhand from Sinner. I get so jealous when I see every player on tour that's able to slide with their outside foot and hit passing shots on the full run on their backhand side, Steve. You see the flick up the line, cover the line, Fabio. Come on now. (laughs) Well, here's our big time matches coming up on Thursday, 5 a.m. Eastern, Jesse Pagula. If she wins this match, she gets into the top 10. But she's got to beat Arena Sabalenka. Easier said than done. Sviantek, Azarenka, Djokovic, Vavrenka for the 27th time. Anna Samova Collins, it just gets better and better. Let's talk about them, starting with Rafa and Denis Shapovalov. Rematch from last year in Rome. Uh, Rafa said he was lucky to win this year's Australian Open quarterfinal. Rafa won in five sets. What is the game plan, Chanda, for Denis tomorrow? I think he's got to just take it to Nadal. I mean, that's been the style that he's played. That's his game. And, you know, he can fling the ball. He's got the lefty serve, the forehand that can go toe-to-toe and match Nadal uh, in terms of heights and spins. Uh, But he's also got to have a level of consistency as well. And on the clay, I think it's going to be a little bit tougher. He's just not going to get quite as many winners. He may not get quite as many free points off the serve. So he's got to really focus on his target areas. He's got to pick his spots. He's got to go into them confidently. Confidently. And I think he's also got to move inside the court. He's got to be able to take some of those balls out of the air, not give Nadal a chance to reset the point two and three times a rally. But it's easier said than done on this red clay court. It should be a lot of fun, though, this match, just in terms of the history and how Shapovalov has played him in the past. Is revenge, Andy, on his mind at all, knowing he could have gotten that win in Rome a year ago? I'm not sure, but I, I think Shannon makes a great point. I, from a mental standpoint, it, it might actually be a little bit easier for Chapo to have such a clear plan, right? If he has two feet under him, he's got to go after the ball, which is something he likes doing anyways, right? It's not as if he can get neutral, grind, play defensive tennis. The strategy of this match kind of caters to the way that he likes to play. Now, executing that is a whole nother story, but uh, look for first serve percentage. That's a huge number for Chapo. If he's around 52, 55%, Rafa's getting a lot of looks at second serve returns where he can get the ball up and away on the on Chapo's backhand to start the point. That's trouble. If he's up around 60, even creeping up to 65%, then he's going to get some holds. He's going to get some looks at Rafa's serve, but you know he doesn't hate this matchup. It, nobody likes playing Rafa, but as far as the, the, the strategy, it's pretty clear, which sometimes makes it a little bit easier mentally. And he's got to win. He knows he's beaten him before. Of course, happened five years ago in Canada. Cannot wait for that one. 1 p.m. Eastern right here on Tennis Channel. It is time to put TC Live to bed. But don't sleep on Andy Roddick and his emotional support pillow. Thanks for watching the show. Our coverage from Rome continues next right here on Tennis Channel.